Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to week 12 in the NFL. Sorry, I missed you all last week in week 11, but we're back at it this week, and we got Thanksgiving coming up. So happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Hopefully, you all spending time with your families and watching football on Thursday. Um, this will not be a Thanksgiving breakdown. This will be the main slate 12-game breakdown, uh, right? I think there's 12 games, something like that. Anyways, what I do here is I set a cash game lineup or cash game orientated lineup. Uh, what's kind of nice, you can just you know, remove a few of the players that I end up putting in here and sprinkling in some of your own GPP flyers and kind of building off a core. Uh, but what the whole idea of this is, is just so you guys have an understanding of general roster construction for the week and how I look at players, evaluate them, and then ultimately which players I end up selecting and why I select those guys. So uh, let's start off with our quarterback, typically start out here, and we won't break that trend this week, and we'll grab Derek Carr at 6100 bucks. Carr's been extremely productive versus subpar pass defenses this season, averaging 0.28 fantasy points per snap. And while, while that number's not insanely high, Breeze Brady, Matt Ryan, they're all sitting above 0.33, his price is nice and low. He's a three and a half point home favorite this week and carries an implied team total of 26 and a half points. Carolina ranks 27th in football outsiders past DVOA metric and 25th in 444.com's uh, schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed metric. So while Brady certainly um, has the better matchup, Carr's price is much more palatable this week. And the reason why I'm a big fan of Carr's price is mostly because I'm jamming in some pretty expensive running backs, one of which being David Johnson. And I think with Zeke and Le'Veon playing the Turkey Day slate, David Johnson sits alone on the quote-unquote tier one running back shelf this week. While I would like to see a higher team total, the cards are sitting at 23 points, GJ seems DJ seems to be an outlier to all of the things that we look for during our player selection. So like good implied team total, home favorites, not a road dog, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that just doesn't really matter for David Johnson. The matchup is fairly soft though, as the Falcons rank 21st in rush DVOA and are giving up an average of 22.1 fantasy points to opposing teams running backs. DJ also has not seen less than seven targets in the past four games and we all know that pass catching running backs help set a nice high floor in our cash games let's grab a, a wide receiver and i'm gonna stick pretty cheap at wide receiver this week um richard matthews is going up against chicago in chicago there's a very good chance that i don't own a wide receiver who costs over 6k this week and i'll touch on more more on that a little later Richard has an excellent implied team total sitting at close to 24 points and has seen an average of 8.5 targets per game over his last three games. Richard also Richard is also um, excuse me Richard has also seen a handful of red zone looks over the over the past four weeks. In fact, he's seen four total targets uh, in the red zone over those four weeks. Richard also gets a plus matchup versus the Bears, who are allowing an average of 27.7 points to opposing team wideouts on the season. Another cheap wide receiver, and this guy is probably going to be um, the chalkiest wide receiver, I think, mostly due to that price point and then him having to consume some more, or him most likely seeing some more targets, but that's Tyler Boyd uh, will be playing at Baltimore um, so while the matchup isn't crazy, 
uh, I just, I think, well, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, so out of the three wide receivers that I'm going to have in my cash lineup, this is the one that I feel least confident in, but that price is just a little too hard to pass up. Baltimore's been just about league average versus the pass this season as they are ranked 14th in football outsiders pass DVOA metric. However, they do sit at number one in rush DVOA, so they're a bit of a funnel defense. Cincinnati's team total is hovering at 19, which is insanely low and honestly one of the reasons why I'm most scared about Tyler Boyd. But what's really nice here is... Um, and I don't mean it this way, the way that it almost just came out, but AJ Green's out, right? So it's not nice that he's out. Obviously, we don't wish that upon on any of the players, but that means somebody's going to have to consume Green's targets. So as we disperse those among Geo and Eifer and the, you know, some of the other players, I think that it's safe to say that Boyd will see about two and a half more targets this week. So we can project him for a median projection of seven and a half targets. And for four for a four K wideout, I'm totally fine with that. Um, especially the possession type wide receiver that he is, he could end up catching a lot of balls and just really hitting uh, value here for four K. So let's go with another running back, and we'll grab an expensive one. As I said, I'm mashing in the expensive running backs this week with Jay Ajayi, who will be playing at home. Uh, versus San Francisco, and we all know that the Niners are pure trash versus defending the run. They're allowing an average of 112 rush yards and 1.3 rushing TDs per game to opposing teams' running backs. They rank 30th in rush DVOA, and with Miami's implied team total sitting at 26.5 and being 7.5 point home favorites, Ajayi has multi-TD upside written all over him this week. And I usually want to target a running back who catches passes, but I think the matchup um, in terms of them being home favorites, high implied team total, and then just the defense that they're going against, I'm, I'm a little, I'm fine glossing over that. So Melvin Gordon is only 7K if you do want to go down from, from Ajayi and maybe get a little bit more of an expensive wide receiver or go up at quarterback or defense or something like that. It's totally fine to do. Um, Let's see what else we got here. Tell you what, let's get rid of our defense and our tight end. And that way we can see kind of what we're working with. For for defense, um, I think the Titans and the Saints are the two ways to go. Right now, I'm, I'm actually leaning the Saints at home versus uh, Goff and the, the Rams. The Saints, they're heavy, they're heavy home favorites, and like I said, they're going to be you know facing off against Goff. The the Rams only have an implied team total of 19 points, and I and I know this is risky, so totally go with the Titans. Like it, it's something that you can definitely do. I just like targeting home defenses, and then when you look at a high a high team total, um, some of that factors in for the defense as well. Granted, I think Vegas is clearly implying that Breeze is going to do what Breeze does at home here. But it, it's nice to take a, a defense in who has a high team total in hopes that there is a punt return or something like that. So for 28 bucks, I'm going to take the Saints. And then at tight end, um, I'm going to go with CJ Fedorowicz out of Houston. So how do you spell his name? F-I-E-D, right? There we go. Um, he'll be going up against San Diego. And... I think targeting a home tight end with a high team total is very important when looking at the cheap tight end, like especially when looking at the cheap tight ends, but just targeting just like you do with running backs. You want tight ends who are at home and who are favorites and who have a decent team total. So 
Houston's team total is pretty healthy, sitting at 22.5 points. But what I really love about Fedorowicz is that he has a very healthy amount of targets over the past six games. In fact, he's seen only less than seven targets just once in the past six games. So for $3,300 to tell me that I'm getting a tight end who's going to see, I think, a median projection of like six to six and a half targets, I'm all about that. And then he's got a fairly healthy team total. It's this is kind of a, a, a no-brainer for me at 3300 bucks. So let's see what else we got. Wide receiver and a... F- uh, oh, how did Fedorowicz end up in our flex? Let's go back to tight ends and go grab Fedorowicz and put him in there. Anyway, so we have a wide receiver and a flex here. Um, I'm looking at Thomas Rawls in the flex spot. Uh, I think there's really like he might be one of the chalkiest running back plays because of his price point at 5700 bucks and i know that i'm constantly preaching like get running backs who are at home who are favorited who have a high implied team total and thomas ross checks us all checks off all of those things minus the the being at home so if you want to go with a guy like lamar miller who is at home and has a decent team total and catches passes and has a high market share of red zone touches as well as his team's overall running back touches, you can go with Lamar Miller. I think that's totally fine. We have leftover cash to where you can spend the extra 100 bucks and go from him. Um, but Tampa Bay is pretty neutral in terms of rush DVO as they rank 16th. But what's interesting is they're allowing 90 rushing yards to opposing teams' running backs. So Seattle is also favored by a touchdown in this game, and they have a healthy implied team total of 25.5 points. In Raw's limited work last week, he was able to crank out 4.1 yards per carry versus a tough Philly front line. So that's where where I'm at with um, with Rawls. Like I said, you can totally go with, um, what's his name? When I say Lamar Miller at $5,800 as well. Now for the last wide receiver spot, I'm going to grab my boy Terrell Pryor. Um, he came very close to being a cash game play for me last week. I ended up getting off of him and going up to Julian Edelman and um, going down at defense. I went from like the Lions and Terrell Pryor to Julian Edelman and the and the, and the uh, Cowboys. And I honestly think when you the two v two there was almost equal in terms of the the actual points that they output. So I don't know tangent or side rant, whatever that is. Anyways. Pryor is going to see his fair share of Giants cornerback Eli Apple on Sunday. Apple grades out as one of the league's worst quarters, according to Pro Football Focus. The Browns will also be getting quarterback Josh McCown back under center on Sunday, and it's safe to say that he's a significant upgrade at the position. The targets for Pryor should continue to be there as well. In fact, in the four games that Pryor and McCown have played together, he's averaging three more targets and 15 more yards per game. So for a big-bodied red zone threat who should see roughly 9 to 10 targets, I think 5.6K seems like a pretty damn good price considering the overall roster construction this week and just me not paying up for wide receivers uh, as a whole and just, you know, like I said, mashing in DJ and Ajayi. And I think that we're getting good value with all of these sub-6K wide receivers. Um, what's, What's pretty cool is, you know, you can take out the flex here of uh of Rawls and if you want to go with like more of a tournament lineup I think well yeah Greg Olson's right there at 5800 bucks and then you can get off uh Ajayi and go back to a guy like oh who's a who's a oh yeah Sunday night 6100 bucks Spencer Ware's a guy who I'll probably be overexposed to in tournaments 
um, just because I think him coming off that dud game last week and the the name that defense carries as or the name that defense carries the name that Denver carries as a defense while their past defense is stout they're actually pretty trash against the run ranking somewhere uh, I believe like 20th or 21st so not trash but they they don't carry the same weight when it comes to their rush defense as they rank just just out um right right in the the low 20s in terms of 444.com schedule adjusted fantasy points to running backs so i think where is actually a really solid tournament play and then you've got another 1600 bucks to work with so you can go up from a guy like prior if you're a little concerned and um what was Larry Fitz like? How much is he? 7K, I think. Yeah, so you can go with a guy like Fitzgerald at wide receiver, um, you know, in Atlanta. And you you still have got another 200 bucks to work with. So that's where I'm at for, for week 12, guys. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And any questions you guys have, don't, don't hesitate to leave them in the comments. And check out everything else that we've got over at projectroto.com, where Pat James does his full written analysis. And then I have all of the the data that I put together in terms of red zone usage, target data, snap data, and then my personal cheat sheet um, going over core cash game plays and core um, tournament plays at each position. So with that said, best of luck, guys. See you next week.